Hello, hello, hello. This week, by popular demand, I've got Jordan, Paul and Tim from We Dominate Nutrition, Warrior Programming and Reebok CrossFit Tyneside back in the hot seat to talk about mental toughness in sport. Well, that was what we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, you'll know that it was um, it was a little bit difficult to keep them on track, but yet again, absolute gold from start to finish in this. So expect to find out what their individual takes on what mental toughness means and whether or not it can be cultivated and how within athletes. I think you've got three very differing, very contrasting views on mental toughness and on um, the mindset game in general. We also get to find out what their thoughts are on Adam Collard being on Love Island, which is obviously what everyone's concerned about. Also, Paul brought his semen and blood joggers in. So if you want to see them in their full majesty, make sure that you head to YouTube, search Modern Wisdom Podcast on there. All of the episodes will be up with full video files as well. Check that out. But in the meantime, here we go. Jordan, Paul and Tim. What, were they, what, what was happening here? I wanted to know that earlier. I was like, oh, we're off to... Jumping on a wall, man. Why? Why was I jumping on a wall? Parkour. Yeah. Did you do parkour? Extreme! That's parkour, that. Did you shout parkour? <laughs> parkour! Extreme! Have you seen those videos where yeah. the kids are doing parkour and they're like running, they'll, jump, they'll go like this, they'll go... Be careful, I don't poop here, but... Parkour! Have you got the squirts? Still not good, mate. Still not good. He's had, he's had, he's two sorings, first food of the box size sorings away, and then. You can wear the blood and the semen pants if that helps. Ah, I don't need blood semen pants. You brought the blood and semen pants? You don't get 357 them on. pounds worth. Oh, 156 pounds. <laughs> 300. <laughs> mate, they are, they are shite, them, mate. They're catastrophic, aren't they? They're so bad. <laughs> what? Who actually makes them? That was supreme. No, but like, who. Whose semen is it? No, who makes the clothes? Do you know, like, did I, it? I don't know. Did that own manufacturer? Uh, what is it? I always wonder this. You know is what's it, worse? They, they have to cost pens, two pound to make. They won't cost two pound. The will. Exploited in China, it says. The will. <laughs> On the back. Well, they like the work. Them built of North Tractor bottoms are, are like 15 quid or something. Yeah, these are some thick quality, they're just. Yeah, the winner, winner pants. They bought them in the wrong size. That might not go. It was sixteen quid at the most. Then. When we're getting in here, this is too close. You're right in there. Why am I right? You're in the hot seat. Why am I on the mic? Why do you look like what? Why am I on the mic? Wait, everyone's everyone's on the mic, mate. Really cool. You know what? I can fuck off over there, can't I? I like it. Hold on. Yeah, man, we're already going. We'll go from. Your pants. Oh, so me parkour and was on video. Did he park on video? Probably, yeah. Oh, Chris, don't put that on. Parkour. Uh, So, Jordan, Paul and Tim from We Dominate Nutrition, Reebok CrossFit Tyneside Warrior Programming, Built Up North, and about 45 other businesses as well. We're back today. Hi. Hey. Hi, Chris. Hi there. How are you? (laughs) How was regionals? It was good. Tim, you go. It was good. Uh, Good time out there. Had fun all the way through, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, different experience for us all, really, but in a coaching aspect. Why different? Jordan wasn't there competing. Yeah. It was weird to see the other side of it. How did you find it for the first time? Uh, it was just weird. It was like it was like super relaxed. 
Whereas normally it's obviously quite intense, isn't it? Like yeah. you're like bed for a certain time, you're up at a certain time, you're stressing about stuff. Like there was none of that, so it was it was cool. You're just chilling out, just chilling. The night it was it was gin. to be honest, no gins, no gins, bro. Um, but to be honest, it was like it's very boring. It's very boring. Yeah. Like after the team had been on. It was like mm. great, but then that first day just dragged on so long. Was that was the first day the one with the most? It had the longest events, and so like the after the team had been on, the team were finished by like ten, ten or eleven, and then we were uh, there that till was six. The one with, was that triple three? Yeah, we were there till six, watching people run on a treadmill for half an hour. So that was. Did that anyone was throw up? Because I saw a lot of videos of people. I don't think like, no on the one in our region. That it's been phenomenal. It's been a lot yeah, of people. Seen that lad throw up down himself and. I think it was Phil Hesketh at the finish line as Phil well. Phil Hesketh yeah, did it on the finish all line all and it went everywhere. Yeah. Like lifted him off his feet. Yeah. Well, my first Murph. First time I did Murph, I puked up on myself as I was running. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I told him, jump him and scream at me, keep going. I was running in a pair of uh, wooden weightlifting shoes. What's <laughs> 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 doing? How do you win, you know? Yeah. I was like, good down the road. Good squats though. Yeah, cracking squats. But yeah, funny, isn't it? It was intense, I thought. I thought it was intense even though like even though like we weren't leading the team and there was someone no. else doing that felt like you're being present and like proper emotionally invested in the team and then two different individual athletes there with us directly and then one with Tim just like your heart was in your mouth for the entire mm. weekend and like even if you had one event go well for one person yeah. it chances are it wouldn't go well for the other one mm. so you just end up just like I don't know there was a post to pay for three days. Well, that's the exact opposite of what's happening to everyone. All the athletes are pretty loose. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Desperately, desperately want uh, everyone to constipate. So, well. yeah, just wanting everyone to succeed. And um, obviously, like, you know, no one got to the game. So, obviously, there was like levels of success vary mm-hmm. depending whether it was like overcoming something that was that you're bricking that, that you couldn't do. Yeah. Or, you know, having things in the bag that when you go out on the floor, just doesn't pay off. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. heart and mouth the whole yeah. time. Well, I mean, I you can't really prep so I think, for that though. I think if like a week later, I'm actually pretty chilled out about it now. But I think I like know, I think I was pretty breath, like you know we had people in the region after the week after that we had a, like an athlete in in a region in uh, Latin America, and then the week after we had it there was a team in um, the team in the Meridian region plus like a whole bunch of friends. Like a, even once you're not other. programming you then it, yeah yeah there's people that we have programmed for or people who like or, or we know or we, we talk to on a personal level they're like um, like Willie like I've spoken to him a few times he's a good guy like I wanted him to do well Willie 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 <laughs> <laughs> we need more Willie at the games <laughs> and uh, crushed it this year you know though. Meg was there uh, and other people that we've kind of worked with in the past are really close friends to us yeah younger I was so, like, do you feel so when someone like Meg Lovegrove or Alex Younger, who have maybe built a foundation either within the gym or within the um, uh, diet side or within the training side, once they've moved on, do you still feel a, a, like a level of ownership of their performance to a degree? Not really. I wouldn't say. No. I wouldn't say ownership because, like, Not, okay. Maybe. I would say ownership, but I'd say it's nice to see that. I always come back to the same thing that like a tiny little gym from the northeast is kicking out all these good athletes. Yeah, yeah. like we've got people who. You know, Alex Younger's from like he lives around the corner from me. Yeah, he's like he was my best friend. And now he's on the opposite. And side now he's on the, the opposite planet. side of the world competing. Yeah. In, in, it's I mean, ridiculous. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, it, it, yeah it's mental. It's great being part of it though. Um, like the journey of getting those guys from a certain level, and now they're right up here mm-hmm. in different regions, right around the world, and seeing that progress. 
Yeah. yeah. It's, There's it's been all, a lot of it's that. Periodized, this year. right? It's contributing over yeah. time. Yeah, it's, it's not necessarily about someone. Even though we're not involved right now. Yeah. It's nice to nice to, to have been involved at some point. I, I mean right. obviously you want them to do better when they're with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're still more invested. There's a little bit like yeah. <laughs> but being that's being honest but at the same time like yeah they're all still our friends and we still yeah. talk to them all on yeah. like on a social level yeah so think, like and there was a girl I used to program for in the Meridian region she came like fourth in France right slightly bitter about it I love she, it she left like last year oh, this is program that nutrition got you but um slightly bitter about it but she did well, and it's great that I was going to say it must, be, it must be difficult to let go of that. <laughs> <laughs> when we were smaller, when we were smaller, and it, it was like, and everyone was like really close. You were close to everyone. I think it was a little bit harder when people left. I mean, you're smaller, operation. like you know, like yeah, yeah especially like yeah. the gym was much more family oriented. And when people left, it was like it's like one of your members of your family moving away. So it was like, oh fuck, I want to stay. You know, yeah. and then you're all you're all ambitious for ourselves and the team and yeah. the gym. So you're like, shit, how can these guys anything. contribute? But um, but in reality, you know, like as that happens more and more, and CrossFit's more popular, people are going to get jobs it's elsewhere. Scale, it's just scaling up, isn't it? Like, yeah, you sure. know, you have one person out of a hundred leave. Seems like a lot. You have seven out of seven hundred. It's the same yeah. percentage. The thing it's is, just the, the thing is for you guys number. as well. I suppose that the the business now, you, you know, we dominate nutrition and warrior programming and servicing an awful awful lot of athletes, but at varying levels. You know, yeah. you've got a number of different packages, and it's like, well, where are you? Obviously, you want to be able to demonstrate your um, your programming with athletes at yeah. the absolute pinnacle of the sport. Yeah. But there's no reason in and of itself why someone making it to the games is any more impressive than someone going from completely sedentary to being a good local level crossfit. I think that's you know? more impressive. Yeah. My end. It's just less, there's less, there's less acclaim to it. I, I would just say it as doesn't well, look as good on a flyer. I think yeah. those guys who are who are going for the games and have those aspirations, they're a lot more, like, needy's not the right term, but they're a lot more needy. Do you know what I mean? They need a lot more attention. They need a lot more attention. They need stuff to be um, explained to them because they want to understand. They have Mm -hmm. that, like, need to have the understanding, whereas people at that lower level... They don't really care. A bit less rigorous, you know, if, they're getting big, if they're getting better, they're happy. They don't yeah. want to know why they're getting and there's, better. There's probably so better. much low-hanging fruit, I guess, exponential. for new yeah. people as well. Yeah. It's like, exponential at that early stage as well. Just, yeah. How quick they can grow compared to Absolutely. the plateau, then it's just marginal gains. Like the curves like that, you know, like yeah. when they first start doing, especially something that's even semi, um, semi, semi, <laughs> semi personalised for them, it's, it's so much more productive for them yeah. so that the, the, the sort of curve of them getting better is like so Very aggressive. Quick. I mean, I, yeah. I, I imagine that allowing some of your athletes to step out onto the competition floor after you've been with them for ages and prepped them and built them up must be similar to the feeling that I've got about Adam Collard going on Love Island. <laughs> you've <laughs> built them up and developed yeah. them and then he's gone. <laughs> so you've cracked him. You've yeah. cut yeah. him yeah. free. You know what I mean? You've, you've cut him free. Go on, you, son. He's got this roughly hewn rock that you've uh-huh. found and you've polished it and buffed it for years and years and oh. you've calmed it down Incredible. and then you've set it on its way. Yeah. But how, you do you, the pin. how do you honestly... <laughs> <laughs> you've just thrown it in. <laughs> how do you honestly feel that he's now got 200,000 followers on Instagram? Um... Well, again, you know, like he's a lot more famous than you now. He is. In, some of your athletes, week. some of your athletes can deadlift more than you, though. Do you feel bad about that? 
That's great, true. Great that's question. a great. That's yeah. a great Not comparison. In exactly the same way, I can way. do two things. Deadlifts one of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dips are the other. Right? <laughs> dips. I can do three. What's the what's the Clovis? But no, he only trains three times a year. No particular order. Clovis. Trains three times a year. Deadlift day. Clovis day. Deadlift day, which was Saturday. One hour dips day. Clovis, which was sorry. Deadlifts, which was Saturday. Clovis, which is in January. We just got to fill the dips in and we're done for the mm-hmm. year if it were quarter I'll win dips as well that's fine anything time. max reps no yeah um, you know and we saw Adam do we see Adam doing some thrusters some dumbbell you see oh, dumbbell thrusters and not to extension I did hear him doing no repping him through the TV but I was, it was yeah I was no repping him and also I wasn't happy about the amount of noise that was coming out of him yeah I mean what were the weights what was it like, like? not yeah. heavy it wasn't RX it was like, scaled no scaled definitely yeah. scaled it was like shh it's like, bro, it's 15 yeah. kilos, steady on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel Take like your time. something important that happened. This is on the programme. Yeah, it is. Did so you please do... tell me you're watching the programme. Did you do it? What course I'm not watching Love Island? You did some thrusts. Paul, sort your life out. Come on, mate. What did you gotta he... have it. You've got to have it. He's the, the guy. He's what? the one guy that's not. Yeah, what was the what? I don't know what uh, was the <laughs> They don't issue the programming on yeah. yeah. They'll put the programming on the table. Imagine that was a Tanoi guy going. Did he do burpees? He didn't no, do burpees. I, I only saw dumbbell thrusters, but he was looking rather moist when he was doing them, so I assume mm. he was doing quite a lot. Mm. But 15 kilos. 15 kilos. Or just oiling up before. Yeah, just oiling up pre yeah. I got pre-thrust. accused of that during the open of someone's girlfriend. You, you did qu- look you quite know, Actually, somebody came up and said that to me. No, you, you, yeah. you do look no, oily. But I'm just sweaty. Someone high, it's a byproduct of a high metabolism. Yeah. Ooh, Fair. All right, bro. Okay. Stop showing up. Okay. I can't remember what someone came up to me and said, you can't look like that unless you're oiling up. It's impossible. Yeah. That's what they said. I don't know just much very, about the oil situation. Very, so. sweaty, very sweaty. Do you like take baths of baby oil or something? So you like soak it into your skin? Oh, and then excrete yeah, and then it again yeah, when I'm sweating. You are awfully sweaty when you get off the warm-up run. Well, we do strength portions of the workout, and I sweat like it's cardio. So yeah, you mm. do. I just want just you a naturally moist. warm, warm human yeah. being. Warm blood. You've got a bit of a bead on now. Actually, we're talking about it. You are mm. a bit moist. I thought you were stopping by the kiln and getting some olive oil. Nip along earnestly getting some of that uh, halloumi oil. Just rub a bit of halloumi on my face. Collard's tan. How did that happen? His tan. Beds, I think. He went from. He's fairly tanned to begin with, like a five on the scale of <laughs> on time. On the show. <laughs> Gotta be careful with my words. I was gonna say, has he changed race now? Alright, Bord, borderline. Just, just go for it. Borderline. He's very dark. He's very dark. Well, I think naturally. He's in the sun all day, his though. Dad's, right? yeah. His dad's quite dark, but I, my darkest I've ever been in my life was after I came off, and that was after like three and a half weeks of. Came off what? Love Island. Oh, the sunbeds. It might as well have been because yeah. that's really all that happens. Because yeah, yeah you've, it's just high velocity sun rays yeah, all the time, and all you're wearing shorts. To yeah. Yeah. It is yeah on the minute every minute. Yeah, time vitamin D twenty four hours for, for time. It's good on the minute every time. minute D. <laughs> <laughs> See. I mean that's, that's later in the that's, that's later in the season when Collard's put some groundwork in. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so um, we've got two topics that we can talk about. Uh-huh. One of them is going to be mindset. One of them is going to be nutrition. Which one do you want to go for today? Let's go mindset. Let's go mindset because I think it would be good for you to do one with Timmy on nutrition. Cool. Uh, to separate it. Cool. So um, my question, my main question about mindset within sport is you guys try and prepare your athletes as best as possible with uh, periodization for strength, for energy levels, for their um, mood, yeah. managing everything that you can to get them to have the highest ability at the highest access to all of their potential output or performance 
within, let's say, a CrossFit competition. Yeah. But the same would be true if you were a gymnast, if you were a... Careful. Careful. There you go. Steady. Um, Good work. The same would be true if you were a powerlifter or presumably a martial artist, someone yeah, who's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, whatever it is. Um, but the biggest mediator of someone's output of their potential is whether or not in their mind they tell themselves to do it. Yeah. Like if someone is in the middle of a really long, horrible workout where their lungs are burning and their legs are aching and their mind's telling them to stop, them telling themselves not to stop makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, hundred percent. How do you train that? How do you how do you actually I'd, help to sort of? I'd say the best don't have that question in the head. Yeah, I think if you look if, at anybody, sorry, yeah, if there's any doubt in the head of I need to stop, you're probably not going to be up there anyway. Like if you look at like anybody who's successful in any athletic field, any athletic field. So like Ronaldo's a footballer, you know, famous American footballers or anything like that. Like none of them have a doubt about their ability or that mm. they're supposed to be there. They all believe that they're supposed to be there. Yeah. Look at Conor McGregor, for example. Mm-hmm. Like six years ago, he was living on benefits. Now he made a hundred, he's fourth on Forbes list last year. Yeah. Like, you know, he's, he's just, he's got that ability and he's, he's got that, that mindset that allows him to do that and nobody's taught him that. He's just, he's had it. We all, we all know that, innate. we all know that when you get deeper into a workout, especially specifically with CrossFit, I think is one of the reasons I said it on the first podcast that we did. One of the reasons I think CrossFit is a, uh, an engaging spectator sport. The same, <clears throat> the same reason that the Tour de France is, that you yeah. can observe the suffering yeah, 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 and you can see people as they go in and out of themselves battling with their own will. Yeah. To degree. Compare it to yourself and, as well. We all, know, we all know that, as you say, you know, a lot of these guys have got this unwavering self-belief but put yourself half an hour deep into a really, really horrible workout, yeah. and kind of that mindset gets tested. It's a different it environment. A it, it does. It's just for me. I think it's one of those <coughs> things that you can develop it for sure. But I think you develop it through through training. So you develop it yeah. through like Putting suffering, like ultimately suffering. Like when you turn up, it's like that that age old thing. Like train hard, play easy. Mm-hmm. Like train harder than the competition's ever going to be. So when you get there, it doesn't feel that bad. Like if you've got to do seven events over three days, train 20. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, And that's make, your coach's job to yeah, do Yeah, exactly. That's so where kind of we step in. You, you should have, your athlete should be prepared for hell. Like, so it's the, mind, I mean? it's the mindset a byproduct of the physical training then to a degree? Personally, I yeah. think it is. I think there's more going into it. So you've got that side, then you've got what you've grown up with. So you're born with this innate sense of hard work. And that's developed on with your childhood, with your parents, mm-hmm. how they've distilled that into you. Yeah, that's either going to be those guys telling you to do chores around the house or maybe like if, if your dad wasn't there, you have to deal with things and step up a level. Mm, I think. And look after those around you. I mean, you'll, you'll, and that just builds upon it. Like everybody's, everybody who's at the top has suffered setbacks along the way yeah. in terms of the childhood. Yeah. Or they've been through things like Rich Froning had to do loads when he was a kid, loads and loads of chores mm. around the house and it just, Hard work was distilled in him. Yeah, Rich Froning Senior looks like a proper task taskmaster. Yeah, he? yeah, he does. Like there's loads then, of trees. There's a lake. Something needs cutting. Something yeah. needs chopping. And when you apply all that into an athlete, then throw them in the gym, mm-hmm. then they see success with it and they start growing and growing. You have growing. the foundations. From you have the foundations you to build. Then you apply the training to it. Yeah, but obviously twenty you, workouts. You just, there's nothing that would stop you from inheriting an athlete who hasn't had a ideal. Um, Foundation. Mm-hmm. 
and that when they get deep into a workout that they get a lot of negative self-talk that comes through so I think we manage it in different ways so I think like I think with these two it's hard because these two are like two robust bastards who will push themselves hard in workouts Mm -hmm. so Tim can relate it to his own personal thing Tim will batter himself how many diffusions have you had? zero I've I've just slipped a disc you've slipped it a couple of times multiple discs though yeah yeah badly yeah rather badly and then you you did your knee knee or knees the uh, Tom uh, Patella tendon. Yeah, so that's the t- the t- Tim's, Tim's problem the is definitely... Tim's spinal was developed for Tim Briggs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I can go full spinal now and that's completely fine. And I'm, you can squat. I'm so robust with my spine, it's fine. Well, it's one disc, isn't it, now? But with Tim... <laughs> yes. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just... Rod. <laughs> it, it just... That's so all Tim's problem isn't stopping. Pinch at the hip, Tim. Tim's problem is the fact he won't stop. Yeah, and Jordan the same. He's pretty well. He's pretty known for like putting himself digging, in the bin. The bin. Yeah. So I think we've got multiple levels. I think like on a gym level, and like on a regular culture, it's just the culture that the coaches instill. Because in the gym, the majority of the time we're always there. Mm. Well, we are always there. Yeah. So they're always going to get motivated. So self talk probably gets overridden by our chat and presence, our and motivation, and our presence. Yeah, so therefore, there's a, yeah, there's right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's that fear factor that we're always there. We're watching. It's eyes on. <laughs> Getting rid like, of that doubt as well, though. Mm, like, yeah. you, you'll always see people in class where they're like, oh, I just can't do it. I'm like, well, you can, because mm. you've done 30 other reps, so yeah. you've only got 20 left. Yeah. Yeah. You've already done more than what you've got left, so just yeah. you may as well finish it's it so, off. It's so funny, and anyone who's listening will know exactly the same pain that I feel when one of the coaches walks by and you're hanging out of your ass and you've got 20 thrusters left in a workout at 50 kilos and it's really, really heavy, and someone will say, how many have you got? How many have you done or how many have you got left? And you say the number... And you know that all they're going to say is, well, pick the fucking bar up. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, up, yeah, yeah, mate, I know. We'll I know. Like, do you not think, do you not think if I fancied picking the bar up yeah, that yeah, I would have already it. fucking picked it up? But like, us being there, you pick the bar up. I, I, I pick it up more readily. We, we might piss you off enough. You're like, fuck, fuck, fuck it. I'll pick I'll the bar you, up. I'll tell you it's who I always feel picks on me and call him out, Ben Kennedy. He's, he's, he's a just, voracious he's just Williamson picker on a rope. How good you yeah. look! I don't think that's the case. I think so. Ben, Ben doesn't have oily. Ben doesn't have the baby oil. That would be terrible when he's in a wetsuit. I know. He needs to swim. Mm, He'd get true. wetsuit rash. But then again, wouldn't he be really streamlined without the wetsuit? No, no need for a wetsuit. Yeah, no be, yeah. So in the gym, you're basically you're forced into it. We're bullies. Yeah. So okay, we're so professional bullies. So now, but also you're turning up for that though. You know yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know what you're expecting. So yeah. we're, we're there. You're there to be motivated. There to be pushed. Therefore, through experience, you're going to realise that you can yeah. because we've told you you can, and therefore eventually you'll believe in yourself and your own abilities. And therefore, that comes on to you can. Kind yeah. of like the same way as a as someone who's got a substance dependency weans themselves off it they yeah. wean themselves off yeah. the buttress that is your motivation and you being over them and yeah. you allow them to spend yeah. more time because yeah. I've always thought like you know you are right there's if I'm ever doing programming that's written for myself and I'm doing it with a partner um, you're always going to almost always work hard it's very yeah. difficult mm-hmm. I think to put yourself in that same hole when it's just you, you that have class to go environment as well like obviously it doesn't really apply to to most top level athletes because the, the majority of them train on their own but yeah. to like general gym population like it, it is that shared suffering like everybody's going through the same thing everybody's mm-hmm. doing the same thing so you think well you know he's 65 over there he's doing it so he's cracking up. I'm sure I can do it you know what I mean it's, I'm going to fucking take that 65 year old I'm taking that 65 year old down I'm taking him down like so yeah. I think it, that in itself is quite motivating and quite um quite powerful yeah, to get is. people to I mean that's on that training goals. level on that training level then most of that 
that kind of like self-talk is taken away. Motivated by the coaches, motivated by the people around you, motivated by the environment. Yeah. Therefore, in that level, that's fine. The issues become is when all of a sudden you have to become autonomous mm-hmm. and then you're not mm-hmm. there in their ear. Yeah. And that's when the demons creep in. Yeah. That's when the fear, that's when you just looked at some other prick doing like a bigger snatch than you on Instagram and they're about yeah. to be at the same competition as you, which doesn't have any snatches in, but that doesn't matter because they got 3,000 likes. The anxiety comes up. Yeah. On yeah. a fucking post yeah. of a snatch. I, was, I remember a story that Meg once told me about a workout she'd done I think it was something to do with snatches and you were in there and she was really, really unhappy during this workout Yeah, and constantly going. And you had been, she, she said she wanted to give up. You said, you're not fucking giving up. Apparently kept on doing snatches closer and closer to a wall. Yeah. And then once she completed it with like pretty much with tears streaming down her face, you threw the keys at her and said, go lock up. I don't think I threw the keys at her. I think she's modified that slightly. Do you know this story that I'm talking about? She was facing the wall crying quite heavily, yeah. Right. Do you think that something like that, or um, I for, certain, for certain athletes, do you think that kind of breaking down those barriers and pushing them through, because I know that she found that a very, it, out the other side at the time, probably not very happy. Afterwards, I know that she found that a very rewarding experience. Yeah, but and I she think, found it very yeah. valuable. I didn't sort of force her into that, though. No. That wasn't me, like, She's saying, a, she's a I, top I, level I put, athlete who understands exactly we were, what she's she was doing. About, she was preparing for regionals. We were doing it on our own. She was our first individual client. We looked at the programming and wrote for something that we felt was definitely going to challenge her and test her. But we, <laughs> but we knew that we, we knew that the weights and the loads were going to be more testing than what she'd done in the gym. Crying for time. So um, <laughs> we give her a workout to do, and she was just having an argument with herself, facing a wall, saying, "Warriors only give me this to prove to me that I can't do it." And then I, then she started screaming at herself that she was going to prove me wrong. And then she started having. There's no one else there. Well, I was there. Well, yeah. But she was, yeah, yeah. Just you yeah so she was just, no, she was arguing with herself. Yeah. And then she broke into tears. Well, technically but, a wall. But she got to the end of it and realized that she could do the thing that she thought she couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, for her, I think that was like a, a pretty good moment. Like a, like a, a monumental moment for her because she realized she was capable and that I wasn't trying to trick of, her. Of, trick an, her awful, up. of an awful yeah. lot more than she thought. Yeah. And I think that was, I think that was a really good moment for her. Do you have, do you have, like, obviously, that's quite an um, obvious example of something that was really, really apparent. But do you have other moments, sort of breakthrough moments with athletes that you work with where you can kind of see that they see the other side of their capabilities a little bit? Or does it always, does it, is it just a parrot, like a, a spectrum, sorry, where they just go from being good to better to even better to... I think one of the clients, she'd had a really bad year at regionals and uh, just before I started working with her and um, she sort of DQ'd on one of the workouts and wasn't able to proceed till later on the competition and that had sat heavily with her. And I think after a few conversations with her and some strong training sessions and some belief in, um, at the time there was a phrase that I now fucking hate, which is stay in your lane. Um, and that at the time resonated with her. Mm. And for her, it was actually this switch of like, I can manage my own shit. If a judge knows reps me, I can stop and manage that mm. situation in a much better way. Yeah. But I just leave and just looking at the judge and saying, tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. Cause you've got that many no reps on a wall ball is that, she just kept frying herself out and getting more emotional mm. about the situation at the time. Um, and then for her, it was quite a simple mindset shift. It was, hang on, I can stop for five seconds and get no more, no reps. Yeah. If I just engage with my judge and say, you know, that what the you with pistols, fuck do you right? want me to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that pistol. I had that multiple times with different things, but yeah, it's like one of those things, like the way I always think about it is you work so hard to get there. Um, you worked so hard to get there. Like, why let an O-Rep get in the way of it? 
You get no rep, just crack on, just do another. It's all about like, ethos, though. Isn't yeah, it? like you know, like the judge was no reppiness for something that was a rep. Like to be fair, she was she was giving me the reps on the leg where there shouldn't have been reps, so I can't really complain. Give, yeah, but you give know, and take it's, it give, away. it's give and take. But yeah. you know, like I could have, like other athletes did that again, stood there and shouted in her face. But then, like, what what good does that do? Because she's she's not giving us the reps. So all I did was just turned, finished the workout, and then. That was it. Like, didn't yeah. go back and complain. Didn't put a complaint in. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no point. They're not going to yeah. give you any reps back. So, yeah. what can they do? Yeah, just there's no point in dwelling on it. Like, I, I came. I think I came seventh in that event. I could probably came third. But yeah, yeah. didn't matter. Finished twenty sixth. You like, know what I mean? I, I remember, shot, I I remember that. Shit, you could have shot a shit fit and came last. So yeah, yeah, like it's not like I was going to games. Didn't yeah. matter. If you got emotional and started, like if you were, yeah. And also, like, you just look like, like a, you just look like a dickhead as well. Everyone in the stands were like in uproar about it. Then. He wasn't. He yeah. was the only one. The calmest, the calmest oh, person. There everybody was the person who got no reps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally was like, ah, it's one of those. It's one of those things. Then like everyone suddenly realised, like, it is one of those. Like, we'll just move on to our next. I mean, that's that's, yeah. that's part of the reason why you're a good role model for the gym, mm-hmm. right? For the for the good athletes. Yeah, trying to forward. Yeah. So what uh, what are your thoughts on? Is re- regionals is completely finished now, right? Done now, done. yeah. So, so what what's your, what, what's your thoughts on the uh, workouts that got issued this year? I think it's I think it's real tough though because like there's just no consistency with the programming Mm. so it's like it's just I understand that the sport is like unknown and unknowable but I think there should be a bit of consistency with like the tests Mm. like the open you kind of know what you're going to get regionals it should kind of be the same like there should kind of be a formula you have to follow like I don't understand how everything can go from being with a dumbbell last year to (laughs) this year there's no dumbbells in there well it was yeah it was two dumbbells this time not one so you've got, now you've got two dumbbells and then you've got boxed. It's like, just yeah. have a bit of consistency about yeah. what, what it's going to be. I think he's trying to think of how he can trip people up yeah. more so than show off people's fitness. People did well this year. Obviously, the best are always going to do well mm-hmm. and they're going to qualify. But those on the outside, some did really well. If that's a bag, like if they can bench press, those who can't bench press, he didn't do that well. Yeah, like that. Like, you know what I mean? like out he caught really everybody out. What was it? Can you explain the workout for people who don't know what it was? So one thing before I do that, one thing I was going to mention about the mindset as well is that the biggest thing that I think people suffer with is like the fear of failure. But once you get over the fact that you might fail, then who cares? Yeah. Like if you go to regionals yeah. and you fail, you still thought you'd fail. Regions. Regions. Yeah, who cares? Exactly. You know what I mean? There's only 39 people who can hold that over you. So we, um, we, we did a we did a podcast on confidence with Johnny and Yusuf recently. And one of the key things that we took away from that in order to maximise confidence was to relinquish your uh, desire to feel like you have any level of um, any allowance to not be stupid. Like if you wake up on a morning and you presume that you're going to make loads of mistakes all the time because that is a byproduct of being human because we're not robots and we do make mistakes – like letting go of your desire to have like too much dignity, I suppose, to a degree. Yeah, yeah. Is it actually creates a rod for your own back? Oh, I should be doing this. I should mm. be doing that. And you're like, just do what you can. Yeah. And prep as well as you can, and then the outcome is the outcome. So we have a great thing where mainly Wednesdays. We've done this for quite a while, both within the gym and Warrior program. We often program unrealistic emoms. Oh, you might you might realize this you in the gym. So, they, yeah, so you did recently the one with the um, it was a two triplets, the what the assault bike, the double unders with the handstand push ups. It was impossible. 
It was. I wouldn't well, say impossible. Did anyone? Did, did anyone do it? People completely yeah. Yeah. on every single round. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's not impossible. It's impossible. But it's, Incredibly tough. It's going to be really impossible. tough. It's tough. It's going to knock you. Yeah. What's the reason for that? Just to test mental toughness. Like, what can you do? Where do you need to scale? Someone might be amazing. They might be going to regionals, but that might not be able to complete this. So get put in the bin by this workout. Yeah, yeah. like it's just, it's like and how are you going to overcome that? What can you do next time? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like that whole thing about like failing. Like people get super worried about it. Like in whatever training, business, whatever. Like yeah. just have a pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the people who are going to have a go at you for failing are the same people that didn't give it a go. Which yeah. people are going to get better? The people who drop it back a couple of reps complete it mm-hmm. or the people who just don't end up doing the workout mm-hmm. or you know what I mean or like yeah. the people it's a 40 minute workout of moving and yeah. suffering mm-hmm. it's like fucking endure yeah. like and you'll be Crank fine on. like you will have done 40 minutes of hard hard exercise yeah. Yeah. and improved one way or another yeah. um, and if the whole fear is, is I'm not going to be able to get through this work then you know the, you, you're not learning the right lessons Yeah, yeah. I think and um the internal dialogue when you're going through that. I mean, I don't know what it's like for you guys who've got a lot more experience, but I'd say that I'm now probably a moderately representative local level CrossFitter. Yeah. In, in that, are you going to put that in your Instagram bio? Moderately representative. Change to be honest, you're one level. of the only in, uh, local CrossFitters I know can also do pack up. Yeah, but it's it's one of them and where like people get so worried about failing. Fear of failure, I think expectations. You've got to manage your expectations. That shit will fuck yeah. you over. Yeah, if you go there thinking that just where you should be or what you should be and not focusing on what's in front of you. Yeah. you, how, you do you how do you do that? Let's say it's a good example for regionals. You get to test the workouts in advance. Mm. You know what your time should be. Well, yes nah, or yeah. I think, the, I think the environment is so different. Oh, man. I think the only test is when you're on the floor and what you're getting. Mm. And the only test is how you overcome with that. Like you, The amount of times you get people who did shit in training but then bossed it at regionals yeah. or, or, or vice versa. Yeah. But if you let out, if you well. if you if you yeah. if you let the outcome that's you all over right? yeah if, if you let the outcome of one workout <laughs> affect how the rest of the weekend goes the chances are like you know yeah, they, 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 effect, yeah right? i should have done well in this workout great fucking story write in your little journal later and fucking i don't know pray about it yeah. do whatever you need to do but if you know you can't let that single moment get to you yeah. so i think that expectation thing is um I think expectation will really crush people mm. massively. It's also, it's also really funny when people do all the regional workouts of like six seven days. Yeah. Well, we did then, this yeah. last then time. make a post and say I would have came eighteen. I would have came eighteen. It's like nah, bro. Didn't go regional. Nah. nah. <laughs> well, I mean, this was. What so did the, you judge say? Oh, I didn't have one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had to scale the bench. How did you find? Time. How did you find Madrid? Well, I did it in Wolverhampton. Yeah. <laughs> did it in Wolverhampton? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Strange that because that's not where regionals was. <laughs> well, did you have to run to the separate market now? No. It's all those things as well, though, like like moving the chest piece and yeah, yeah, the barbells and all that stuff that you, you don't have in training. Hefty run this year. Hefty like, run in between. Yeah. So back to Linda, sorry, anyway. Okay, I totally so, just segued into no, no, someone else. So what was, cut this in. Cut yeah, cut it in. Cut it in. So regionals workouts this year, any highlights? You mentioned Linda. Linda is. So it was 10 to 1, a deadlift. I can't remember the weight. Heavy. He- heavy-ish, like 150? 130. One, oh, 5-ish. 135-ish. Yeah, so 10 reps of that. 10 reps of that. <laughs> well done, coach. So good. Well done, 135-ish. The bench was at like 80, 
84. Eight, 84 kilos. Go on, Timmy, lad. Yes. And then yes, the squat man. clean was at 60. So like you do five. 10, 65. I think. 65. It's all these so you pounds, do, isn't it? It's oh, all pounds. American pounds. pounds. But they use the shorter bars as well, so it's like an awkward weight as well. The mm. bar's not 45 pounds, it's 40, so it's a bit off. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was 10, 10, 10, 9, 9, 9, 8, 8, 8, all the way down to 1, 1, 1. And it just crushed people. 17 minute tank up as well. It crushed people. Like some of the poor girls. Bloody hell, they mm. were having a bad time with that bench is press. That, I was going to say from the from the fact that like it's... crushing the first set of deadlifts like yeah. an absolute hero, and yeah. then just <laughs> not. No, do you know? Do you know what that is? That's too much booty blaster. It's too much booty blaster. Not enough uh, pec blaster. Exactly. Not enough pec deck. Pec more pec deck. I yeah. thought literally chest day. Let's hit thrusts. Miss chest yeah. day. That's international booty day. Yeah, they miss Monday. Bench benches are just for hip thrusts and um, refit elevated lunges. That's all I thought that was for. Yeah, all that's all I thought that for. See, I put my stuff on the bench quite often. Yeah, I use mine as a, as a vanity station. Like a, yeah, yeah, not a vanity station. Like, there's no cosmetics on there. Oh, no, but how do you prop up your phone? I use it as a video. Oh, mate, don't video. I can use. If I need a tripod, I ask Alex Murphy because yeah, yeah. I use it to reach the rig. Yeah, that's a good oh, shot. Really good shot. And yeah, all the so rings. When you do clovers, it's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We kidnap bench quite a lot. They uh, use it quite often. They're, they're very versatile. Yeah, but pretty shit for. But I yeah, think. I think. Yeah, that, to lie on and press weight. That was unex- <laughs> That was definitely unexpected. Was that the most unexpected work? Hundred percent. Yeah, I would say so. Like triple three. I think triple three as well. Yeah. Which, just, what was triple three? I think so. Triple threes. Um, three k row. Three hundred double unders. Three. Mile. mile run on, but he did it on the skill mill, on the um, assault runner. Sorry, yeah. it was just like savage. It's about it's about time that happened, though, isn't it? That it's there was a super time. long time, yeah. super long. Just like putting it in the air that I didn't go though. Cheers, Dave. I was gonna say, well, the other year you didn't go as well when you bust your knee. They put a long run in then. Yeah, they put a one k row, thirty handstand yeah. push-ups, one k run or something. Full ground. It's, it's did you try? Did you try and do that workout? No, I haven't done it. I haven't done it. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, no, but did you, so? But during the I've done the workout before. <laughs> right, so how was it? Uh, I've I've done it, but not on a not on a assault run. Yeah, I think it's different. I've done, yeah, I've run it. I've done it running, and it's actually fine. The worst three bit, miles, the three miles running is, on that. Um, yeah, cars after the double unders. That's it. Like yeah. actual workout. It's just cardio. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. Just cardio. It's just cardio. Yeah. Good well, I mean, there was a lot of people. If anyone's wants to look at some good videos, if you check out the CrossFit Games Instagram and scroll back a little bit, there is a wealth of people throwing up down themselves Mm. while so for those of you who don't know what a skill mill or a true form runner is it's like a self-powered treadmill that moves as you strike your foot so your foot yeah your foot moves the actual um platform that you're on rather than it moving and you having to keep up with it yeah so you determine your own speed yeah yeah. but what must have happened because people were throwing up down themselves as they're on this thing it would have been flicking Mm. round poor judges judges. you know that when you go through mud on your bike when you're a kid and all up the back so you'd need like a, a vomit guard on the mm. front of the skill mill you know, just to protect everyone from getting flickage. Do you know quite a few of the treadmills turned off? So the way they had to judge it, there was a meter marked out on with the white lines. If you saw it at regionals, there was white lines on the treadmill. Yeah. And, it, and they had whoop, to count whoop. how many times the white line passed. The judge did. 5,000. 5,000 or 4,800 of those. It's fucking I'll shit count. being a judge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. It's hard. It's a hard. Three hundred double unders are hard. It's a hard it's a weekend, man. Like bench press either is or isn't. That's, yeah. that's pretty cool. I like, hate judging double unders. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. You're literally judge, yeah. counting them, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, "Fuck knows." It's really, really fucking boring, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, double unders or something. So I got to watch. I got to watch um, Sam Briggs, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, and Emma McQuaid do eighteen point three. Yeah, and. Um, 
one of the coaches of uh, CrossFit Club Lysander had to judge Sam Briggs, remembering that he was going to go and do 18.3 afterwards and be judged by them. Yeah. And before he went over, I was like, mate, are you more nervous to judge her doing mm-hmm. her effort or for her to judge you? And his like hand was like, shit. Yeah, he was like, yeah. And you can see him there. It's proper twitchy it's ball, like isn't it? Four hundred double unders twice, right? So like eight hundred chances to get it wrong. Yeah, it was. It was like a hundred double unders, then someone else, then a hundred double four, unders, someone else. Yeah, yeah it was two eight, rounds. Yeah, two rounds of reps. Yeah, eight hundred opportunities to mess in up. Betu- yeah, exactly. In between everything else, and you could see from the side, and he's going on his fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like the most <laughs> focused that you've ever seen someone in their life. Like he definitely, definitely had more, um, more single-mindedness when judging than when yeah. when performing. Then actually, performing. Yeah. so much relief. Yeah. Even judging him's pretty tough. Yeah, I'm bad on the like, double like some. No, not even that. It's just you feel a bit like even you're nervous about it because you know the you recording. Right, yeah. You know they're probably going to get sent. One of them's going to get sent. I remember off. I judged Jordan once in a in a workout. It was one that actually got monitored. Actually got viewed by regionals. The squad clean one, wasn't it? Yeah. And literally, I just finished like judging him and just finished it. I was like, fuck, fuck for that, the video and stuff. And literally, someone came behind me and was like. I wouldn't give him those reps. And I was no, like, no. Yes, bro. I was like, got, and then, got, I, then I had to literally go over to Jordan and go, uh, we think need to watch the video now, bro. I think you might need to do it again. <laughs> but we watched the video back and we just like, we just like, because so you can slow it down, we were just like, nah, we're fine. If you'd, um, if you'd not, if, if that had been sent off and CrossFit had, HQ had adjudicated that you had given him reps that shouldn't have been reps, would that would that have caused a lot of shit? No, it doesn't really. It doesn't really. It's not really it's that much of an issue. Always been approved. Oh, yeah. It's not really that much of an issue <laughs> if you do get a video disallowed because I think I think you get the choice to do it again. Right. So I think the city mm-hmm. look, you can do it again and you can repeat the score yeah. and you can video it and yeah. we'll accept your score. Mm-hmm. We'll not give you any more, but we'll not take anything away. Okay. Or we'll give you a penalty. So if it's less than like three or f- I think if yeah. it's less than five reps, they don't give you a penalty. Okay. If it's more than five, they, they subtract fifteen percent off your score. So there is a spectrum here. I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was like because I mean you get you get some people. Josh Bridges. Didn't yeah, it? yeah, like jo- happened to Josh Bridges. Yeah, yeah, essential on the deadlift. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but like what was weird about that is HQ had approved it, approved the video and accepted it, and then when there was backlash from it, then the you see the Brock oh, Wells one with the handstand press ups this year. No, I didn't see that. I, one. I that heard about fucking, it, but I didn't. I didn't. She took it down straight away. Did you? So she filmed it on a potato at about three hundred yards distance. Ah, nice. And, um, from a funny angle as well. Yeah, mm. well, it's from like from the floor. Did she go to regionals this year? Yeah. yeah. Did she go to the games? games. Oh, yeah. I should. Oh, well, that's just how much I watched. It's handstand push-ups. And they said they, it went on the Reddit. So Reddit's like just a melting pot for people who yeah. want to be uh, angry about stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. They, um, the, this video, particular video went up and people started scrutinising it. And CrossFit have got a Reddit account and they replied yeah. on there. And they said something to the effect of, the video isn't the video isn't required to be proof of the athlete's score. It is to be an example of their work capacity to be able to complete it. So it's like that her actual score mm. d- didn't matter. It's that she demonstrated that she could have got the score. All right, okay. Yeah, like, let's oh, turn it around. The point so of let's, the let's just like, if that was me coming out of nowhere <laughs> with her score, yeah. completing the workout. The, the issue was her feet on the wall. For the handstands, that's, right, where, okay. that's where people were. So that's like me going like on a twenty-minute work. I run a sixteen-minute five k, so I can clearly do the work. Yeah, yeah. that's well, what's it's hard. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because it's yeah. hard, isn't it? Because like you only have to put a video submission in if they a ask for the video, b whether you're doing it without a judge and you know like you're in the middle of nowhere and you have to send your videos in to be approved. Yeah. Therefore, any other videos that get posted really are irrelevant. Mm. But obviously, they highlight 
if you're a bit of a cheating shit or you're not very good with your reps. Yeah. Like it highlights what you're doing because that one guy, I think we mentioned it last time on the podcast, that one guy, that golden bloke who wasn't locking out, yeah, just, wasn't, golden, wasn't locking yeah. out his push press and like, bless him, his box judge was, ju- uh, box jumps, his judge was judging him. He was doing the reps. He was just doing what his judge said. Yeah. He was like, yeah, I got this amazing score. Yeah. Then out of nowhere, one of his members who was in the background, like, you know, filming it, just out of nowhere, posted it online. Look how good my coach is bossing this. Killed him. And then literally, everyone tags CrossFit in, everyone posts, everyone, like, slags him off. His full gym got disqualified. Full gym. Oh, my God. So that member... (laughs) That member at the background... I mean, at the very least, that member's got to... They, they need to take a week off. It's an increase in fees, like yeah, oh, definitely. It's definitely but, but yeah. Re, you've got you've got at the very least. The, mem- the member was yeah. just the member was just <laughs> proud. You've got to like, on the new rates, lads. You're yeah. on the new rates. But the member like. was just buzzing that the coach was a boss. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and and he was happy because the judge had told him he got but the rest. There needs to be a line drawn in the sand somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I it, apparently not anywhere near Brookwells. No. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, a curve yeah. line. Yeah, very much, very much so. So what else? What else? Do you know that Stanley Lane thing? Yeah. It's got fuck all to do with me. She's not in our region. She's nowhere yeah. else. Yeah. I don't even know what Reddit is. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah they should fuck. You do well on Reddit. Yeah, they should sort it you out. You do well on Mate. Reddit. Like, Reddit is made for you. They should yeah. sort it's it. Like Supreme, should, it's like forums made by Supreme. Yeah. They yeah. should sort it out by all means, but like, yeah. I don't really give a fuck about all these whiny CrossFitters whinging who can't even do a handstand push-up themselves mm. complaining about yeah. Brookwell's potato. Like, yeah, she's pretty, <laughs> pretty fit though. You know what I mean? She's like, fit. she's proven that I, she can. I didn't see the video. Fitness. I've heard of her name. She's yeah. probably really good at CrossFit. Maybe she should be there. I'll link, I don't know, I'll but, link whatever I can. No. I'll, link, I'll link the thread in the show notes. So if you want to check a little bit more out about this on Reddit, then you'll be able to. Um, so what else at regionals? Was there anything else that you thought that was either good or not good? I um, I thought the rest of the weekend was good. Like the events were really, really mm. good. Mm-hmm. Really, really challenging. Visually quite cool, right? Is a Making yeah, people walk um, forward with the bars and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. I think uh, the venue was pretty decent. Venue was we're good. talking food was terrible. We're, we're not food talking hydration this time. Though, no, right? we're talking Berlin. So this would be venue, the first time you've been to Berlin, right? Yeah. Uh, well, no, first, I've, been, I've been to Berlin, but it's the motherland for Tim. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're just surrounded oh, yeah, by yeah, your own people, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. 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 So yeah. Somewhere in 1945. 1945. Straight back. Benjamin Button style. Uh, the food in the in the venue was terrible. Mm. Hydration well, it's, it's supplied situation. by like nobody. Okay. It's supplied by Just the the venue. But, I mean, can you imagine? Let's say terrible, that, let's say that we did it in the the NEC or I, I don't know something in oh. Birmingham or whatever, if, and it was held in the UK, and you got Cattleball Kitchen to go and They'd yeah. make a fortune. But the the food, the food would be legit. But mm. in like Copenhagen, a couple of years ago, that's what they did. So there was like yeah. six fans outside. Oh. And you went outside and there was like a huge picnic area and they nailed it in Copenhagen. Yeah. I don't know why they and moved it's it. so good. Mm. It was a little bit out of the way, but like, it was nice. You were getting yeah. Well, the, people from Copenhagen, Copenhagen uh, is Denmark still part of our region? Because yeah, everything yeah, yeah. shuffled around. So they're like right? Northern Europe now, but that still falls in our regional. Mm-hmm. So I, d- I don't know why they ever moved it from there, but um, I think it, it was good. It was good. It was good fun. Like, well, I'll spe- I'll spe- the spectator passes thing was a bit of a... Was a bit of a thing. It was What's a bit. That? It was a hard. They just sold out really quickly, and then people weren't quite prepared, and team people didn't know whether they were going to get a free spectator pass. Whatever. And then and it's just, it's just, stuff. it's just stupid like logistics. All members got like an yeah. I actually thought, I actually thought one, right? it was really good. Yeah. I didn't really have time to eat anywhere, but I tried to go to that food springs thing that everyone loves, but it was about fucking eight euros How for much? a for a cool. water and a dried fucking <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> turns into dust in your hand. Uh, there goes my sponsorship fucking deal. But yeah. eight euros. <laughs> 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 bottle of what? 
bottle of water. I don't even know what the bottle of water is. Pod it. Need, it, it I bought you that. That was fucking carny. I know, mate. I owe you. I <laughs> two, <laughs> two waters. Eight quid. Oh, Unbelievable. Like I, I, know, yeah, I got in the it. affiliate lounge. <laughs> I got in the affiliate lounge and I was like, oh, lads, all the coffee's free and that, so I'll just bring it out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Went in. It was four euros for coffee. <laughs> <laughs> what am I paying for the evacuation fees for? Yeah, like, can't even at get least got the free coffee. Can't even yeah. get a free coffee. Oh, God damn. Oh, but uh, no, it was, it was good. It was good. It was um, yeah. It was just long. It was a mm. long weekend and very, very different. I think for all of us. How much, Paul? How much sleep do you get at regionals? Actually, no. I want to ask. I'm going to ask this. Do you know what? How much sleep do you get? First off, in general. When yeah. In then life. how do you? How much sleep do you get when it's the uh, Thursday that the I open to, workout gets announced? I have to be really honest that like this year I maybe didn't handle it the best. <laughs> <laughs> this year I think like last year we had like three athletes. And then this year, I think we had 18. Did it feel yeah. like spinning plates? Well, and, and, with and, nutrition. And with, well, combined, more with more of nutrition. We had about 40. Yeah, with, with, 40, with about 40 with athletes. Yeah, yeah. So in it's terms, still in? In one no, form or another? No, no, no. Like no, no in one form or another across regionals. So. No, no, across regionals. Why Chris will build no, not, not, No, that's people who actually made it to regionals. And I think Tim's got a few games athletes now. Um, so I think... Um, so I think... So I think, you know, that's the people who qualified, not just all of the other between however many clients like you know the extra 400 500 people we've got doing it yeah so i think this year i think um yeah i don't think i slept i don't think i slept for five weeks what about um when the open goes out on that thursday night can you tell me what because i know that i've sat in a seminar with you before and you've said to the athletes who are trying to perform at a high level for for go to bed yeah go to bed do not stay up and watch it that's my job Yeah, and I've heard you say that sentence. Is that how you work, how you do things when you open? That's how I did. That's how I did it. That's how I did year. it again last year and this year. Okay. So I stayed and watched it, and then I was in first in the gym at six a.m. Six a.m. to set to put and tape down and yeah, set the lanes up. Me right? and Ben, yeah. So we we went there and set that up. So around and then around and the then open. you're on the phone to athletes all day, and then you know if the workout doesn't go to plan or other people do, um, you know. You, for every two athletes who have a great workout, you're going to have a whole fucking bunch of them who have a shit show. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's managing that expectation throughout five weeks. Yeah. And I think, um, I think I could definitely have handled that, like in terms of the quantity better. Mm. Um, but again, like, it's kind of the best five weeks ever at the same time. Yeah. So you can't really like, it's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's just Christmas, intense. Yeah. It's the best bit, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the, it is the best five weeks. It just, you just like, what's going on at all the time, five weeks like, yeah, man, well, it's just the, the parallel that I can draw with my industry is when it's Halloween yeah. when it's Halloween I'll do 10 nights back to back, to back yeah exactly yeah. and I'll get up on November the 1st and be like bloody hell like where's the what's last happening? two weeks what's of my life happening? gone like yeah. I can't really, I'm barely awake during daylight and this that and the other yeah. and you're like you're right mm-hmm. like these I'm aware that it's not the same as pushing yourself through yeah. a marathon but in a to a degree it kind of is and once at least a marathon it's Fucking over in, in yeah. three or four yeah, hours. Exactly. Start. It's f- f- I mean, even if you walk it, you're finished in six. Yeah. Like, I, I, find then, a gr- <laughs> I found a great balance this year. It's like an athlete coach and like yeah. nutritionist. Mm-hmm. So um, didn't watch it whatsoever in the lead up. Looked at my phone, woke up in the morning, saw the workout, cool. Didn't look at my phone till I finished the workout. So I had to do the workout by 10 a.m. Okay. Because I had, this a set of rules I had that you'd set yourself. Yeah, so I had all my messages building up and building up and building up, literally saying, "What? What do I eat? What do I, there's thrusters. What do I eat? Yeah. What do I eat with thrusters? Probably not what is the food so, for thrusters? Because apples is carbs. For, no, but should, apples is for thrusters, right? Yeah. 
and then bananas for everything else. Yeah, bananas for everything else, except yeah. for um, handstand push-ups. We're talking pairs. about soaring. Yeah, you're right. That's yeah. pairs. Yeah, pairs and pairs go the other way around. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's but um, yeah, so I just let all the emails mount up till I'd finished the workout about ten. Then I just sat on my phone for a couple of hours. Yeah, did all my work, all my emails, got back to all my clients, so I could enjoy the rest of the day. So I didn't have anything social media wise until I've finished the workout. That sounds like you've... Um, not really worked for I was going to say, it sounds like you've got a good pe- amount of discipline and a nice structure there. People really right. understood. Do you think you can replicate that next year? Yeah. I'll aim to. Yeah. I'm just going to do whatever Tim's doing. It's going to be much better. Yeah. Oh, you know what you need to do? You need Tim to program your programming. Yeah. <laughs> I just went even... Structure. I went, structure. Structure. I went yeah. a 24 hour email of um, alternating between coffee and knockers. That's pretty much it. No, it was fun. It was really fun. It was just, it was just really intense this year, but it was cool. But it was, it was very different as well because it was like new region. Yeah, new region. It was region. like new format, less people yeah. going. I was going to say, let's talk about the fact that the teams have now moved from six people to four. Yeah, that, I don't change. think this has been released when we did our first podcast. No, it hadn't. So what's what's what does that mean for gyms overall? I know, I think, I think have the Wasatch Brutes it, or have Mayhem got three teams? Mayhem have got two. Invictus have got two as well. Invictus have I think both both qualified for the games. Yeah, I think incredible. it's just like it's a lot more. Uh, it's better to watch for definite because mm. when there was six and you've got like eight lanes of six people on a field, like I see a field, but mm. you know what I mean in the it's field of play. Control. It's like what's going on? Mm. Bit chaotic. It looks like you've took a lot of kids to like yeah. Chuck your cheese or whatever and just yeah. fill them for the, coke. There was a workout this year which on. was like two people were doing chest bar pull ups. Two people were running. If that had been the six, it, there would have been someone else doing something else somewhere else, and it just ends up being like this big, too big much. thing of chaos. So I, just think stood was, still. I think it was a better format. Just stood still. Yeah, I think it was a lot of weight better, last year. Right? I think you ended up with a better quality of competition yeah. as well because that that most gyms have two good people, yeah. two good gender. males, two good females. That third one, this is going to come across bad, and I don't mean it to, but they're kind of like the the weakest link. Basically, they are the weakest link. They are, you know, they're the weakest link. So. By having the two and the two, mm-hmm. you you have a much stronger team. So then the events were a lot more, the a lot better to watch. Are, yeah. yeah, and I mean you saw it this year with like the amount of like um, the amount of minimum work requirements that were hit that weren't hit. Sorry, there wasn't many that Until got stopped out. Work, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but even then there was only two in our region, three in our like region. What in the Meridian? It's ten percent in our region though, which yeah. is nothing in comparison yeah. to other years when okay. there was people getting stopped out the first day. So to the to for want of a better term, there's more people getting to regionals that are of regionals standard. Yes. Yeah, I would say so. And I think Because even even with the teams, if the teams do well, but within that the work requirement is is not met by particular elements or couples person. or one one person, one person yeah. which which I also think. can affect cu- a couple or a pair, yeah, yeah. should I say. Yeah. Um yeah, that's an identifier of the fact that, yeah, there's some people that are kind of being pulled that are maybe hanging on the coattails of athletes who are yeah, yeah. Of, a, of a standard that they're not quite at yet. Exactly. Which, yeah, is, which is not what really, like, it's nice. Oh, I went to regionals. It's like, well, yeah. You stood still and got the team capped. Yeah. <laughs> like, you looked, you looked at a bar for a bit. Like, do you okay, know what I mean? work. It's a tough one because it's like, you know, but the sport is, it's a competitive sport with yeah. sponsorships and money involved and mm-hmm. all these things. Like, it's no longer 2010. Like, you're mm. not rocking up in a pair of board shorts and cracking on. It's a legit sport now. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's not going to be treated like a level of it's respect. not going to be like a legit sport, then you don't have a place in the I, sport. I, I like that. I think that um, there's, we always talk, or we did on the last podcast, talk an awful lot about the inclusivity at a local level of CrossFit that yeah. it allows people of 
from sedentary to actually quite fit rugby player, endurance athlete, whatever it is, to go in and find a training methodology which is challenging and rewarding. Yeah. yeah. But regionals is definitely not the place for inclusivity anymore. No, no. definitely not. we don't, you know, as we... Some even, of the stuff, in, even in some respects, is the Open as well, sorry to interrupt you there, but the yeah. Open as well, you know, like the scaling options now are not really scaling options. Like the scaling options were pull-ups, kitten pull-ups. Yeah, like getting kitten pull-ups at a gym is a big deal. Yeah. Like when people get the first kitten pull-ups, we're still high-fiving and yeah. running around and yeah, cheering sure. everybody. Oh, it's still a huge moment. Whereas you now, for all like, the guys and yeah. stuff like that. Now it's like, oh, you don't have kitten pull-ups, no point in paying the $10 yeah. and registering for the You're Open. You're going to get capped halfway it's through the savage. Yeah. So it's like, it's... So it's bringing the standards of everything. Bringing the standards of everything up. But the bringing the standards of coaching up then because you're like, Right next year, we must get all of all, all of, of our athletes. athletes yeah, everybody in this gym must yeah. be able and to get their chin over a So yeah. good, like that. You're challenging gyms to get to that point. Well, that's that's a that's an interesting point. So, uh, Dave Castro said in a video, I think it was like 2013, 2014. He says it wouldn't surprise me if in X number of years' time we will see male athletes who can run a five minute mile, mile. that can deadlift 500 pounds and can snatch like. 120 kilos or something like yeah. that that you've got someone who is going to be as good in every speciality as the best within their division now yeah. but across every different domain yeah. Yeah. and obviously what that means is and you, you know they, there's a repeat workout every year in CrossFit right yeah and they always compare was it this year the last one? Oh, the last one yeah, yeah, yeah they always compare what happened last time with what happened this time and the statistics are this volume of like the Josh Bridges won the uh, won 18.5 when it was 11.6 or something yeah. last time. And the score that he got that was the quickest in the world, remembering that he did it again this year mm-hmm. as the same guy, but just with another seven years on him or whatever, that score was beaten. The best score on the planet was beaten by like 300 people yeah, or something yeah. like that, some crazy figure. But also it's a game of numbers as well because, you know, like there was back in 2011, we were doing CrossFit. There was, there was 2,000 people registered, 3,000 people registered in Europe for the Open. Yeah. This year there was 35. Mm. So that's times by 10. Yeah. So, you know, like the Cast growth the has been wider. massive. The yeah. growth has been massive. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in our gym, well, a few people in our gym who did that workout in 2011, me included. I think I got like six more reps. I got it rep a year. <laughs> got a rep a year. That's it. <laughs> All that training, a rep a year, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, not good. <laughs> not good at all. But you were... You had AIDS. Oh, I thought I was going to die. We do. With, I thought I was going to die. Couples with meningitis and yeah. with typhoid. Yeah, and uh, full spine. I went full Tim Briggs on the back as well. well. Yeah, yeah. Full Tim Briggs. So, I mean, like, my open experience wasn't very good this year. <laughs> it wasn't good at all. Performed well and contributed to the team, which was the most important thing. Yeah. But, um... I mean, there was a couple of yeah, workouts. Eight, you were talking about 18.3 should, should have been your jam, right? Well, 18.3, I mean, I came back 40th in our region. But that was That weird. was the first workout I'd done after you uh, hadn't two and a half weeks. You hadn't eaten a solid meal for like No, nah, I had two and a half weeks off and I couldn't repeat it again because I was, I was literally broken. Mm-hmm. Like I was coughing along up after it. Tim judges, I was, I was dying. Mm-hmm. So I think I did five sessions in five weeks and it was just the open workouts. <laughs> the amount so, of people who got ill during the open was ridiculous. Yeah, it wasn't good. Well. You need to manage, you know what it you was? Need to manage immunity. We didn't have a cold enough winter, Chris. Probably, That's what it probably was. Probably right. It wasn't cold enough. That was the trouble. Was didn't it? kill off any of well, the... Do you not remember it was when it was... stop winter. Do you not it's remember still winter at Easter. When we... Wasn't everyone everyone wasn't able to do... Um, 
Which was it? Was it eighteen point four? Oh, because of the snow. Yeah. When there was snow drift. No, that was eighteen point two. That was the clean one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the. Hey, s- think about Iceland because I was off. And they fucking crush it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, they're they're all. Yeah, they're getting drafted, they're Oh, yeah. I mean, they're all on like. People were like, tobogganing. Tobogganing. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Sigmund started tobogganing to the gym and. Four Fiestas and that crashing down bike a bike. It wasn't a good time. Unbelievable. I, I emergency crashed my car, didn't they? Tim just he couldn't drive it, he's just bang it in curve, it'll be fine. I walked past him with my headphones in completely blanked him. Whilst we were all trying to push his car, trying to push his car, I had my headphones in, totally walked straight past him. Were you in classics? You wouldn't have helped anyway, would you? No, James Scott James Scott came and grabbed me and then I went back and told him they were all doing it wrong. No, he didn't, he tried to push. He was like, It's best if you just leave it. Thanks. Okay. Cheers, mate. I was right. And did you leave it? Yeah. Yeah, got it towed out. Yeah, yeah. Gary sorted it out, didn't he? He did. But well, Ben Kennedy's got an approach, isn't it? He just takes like five 20 kilo plates from yeah, the gym and puts them in the boots. I've got a better approach. Don't buy a BMW. That's a better approach. Oh, in hindsight, that's, that's Tim's agreeing. Tim's agreeing. Mm. Mate, 100 kilos in the boot you can't. Yeah. Andy Stockwell loved it, didn't he? Just whipping around in his... Oh, he's defending. He's defending. Helping people. Yes. Sirens on the top of that. Driving he's over smaller way. cars, driving over the top of them. Yeah, man. He's loving it. Yeah. Brilliant. Getting his dog out and like attaching like... <laughs> Snow dogs. Thing behind it, yeah. yeah. Like Lower. scampering away. He'll have been so happy with himself. He would have. Well, that's like his... This is it. That's this is my calling. This is my time <laughs> to shine. Him. Running around with that chocolate, with a shotgun on his back. Like when Homer becomes Mr. Plough. You probably had that, <laughs> that camel gilet on as well. Oh, mate, of course he was worth the camel gilet. Reebok camel gilet from off of Jordan. They obviously, he didn't want it. I've never worn it. How was it the same size? How are you two the same size? I don't know, but it fits him. I think he made it yeah. fit. It's a gilet, though, isn't it? So, you know what I mean? Sleeveless. It can be tight. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to wear You don't have to zip it, it and that's nah, the glorious part about it. I mean, it's camel, you can't see it. Yeah, chestless, bodiless. Armless. Armless everything. Just a beast. So as we move forward towards the games, um, are there any athletes or teams or anything that you are surprised by or that is there any elements moving forward that you think are going to be interesting for people to watch? Like with So with, with athletes, um, back to regionals a little bit as well. So I worked with Kelly Frill when she was there. Okay. And she had a completely different mindset to everybody in the room because she'd already qualified for the games with the Masters qualifiers the 40 to 44 category okay so, but was then also deciding to also yeah. individual for a bit for ridiculous um, just because you can just because you can but in the back room it was a completely different scenario to everything I'd seen with everybody else she's having fun she was there for a training weekend yeah she just wanted to do the best she could demonstrate the skills yeah and everyone was kind of in awe of like she's a 40 year old mum of two and She'd worked hard to be there. Still, it's all she introduced her. She was like, yeah, everyone's only introducing me as this. Yeah. Like, brilliant. Yeah, that's that's right. Right. Everyone loves it. Um, it's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing because she was just having a laugh. We were just having a laugh in the back room, just telling her what to do. She was warming up. She was happy to be there. Yeah. Then you looked around the room, all these Scandinavian birds with the headphones in, like, yeah. tuning out life with the motivational coach to the side saying, you can, you can, you can. Then, it's a bit intense. Yeah, like, that was one thing. Rather intense than the that back. That was one thing it? I noticed. This so, year. so so refreshing. In the whole so area. interesting. To yeah, see I think I think I think we were talking about earlier. We've kind of just skipped over it. I think the mindset thing is way bigger than than that. And I think there was a lot of people there who were just like were full on tuned you love in. the mindset yeah. stuff. No, I just think it just depends on the individual, doesn't it? Yeah, you guys are fine, but you guys are you guys. I do think, that and, you I, and I think you've got people there who like need to tune out and need to not worry about other stuff. And you see it with certain athletes, like. 
we talked about this about certain athletes, I'm not going to mention their names, but their habits changing. Yeah, yeah, but like, I don't think that's necessarily a mindset thing. I think it's a habit thing. Yeah. That's, I think that's two, okay. I think they're two different issues. Okay, well then, whether you want to call it a habit thing, but there's certain characteristics that certain people show that you could predict their failure. Yeah. Or predict their outcome, or like prior to, and things that they need to change. Yeah. Like, that's you know. character. I'd say that's their character, how you well, can I mean, you can, we can go through that. semantics of different terminologies yeah. of it. But if someone's doing some habitual shit, mm-hmm. which means you can tell that they're overcompensating because they're bricking it, yeah. and then they get there, and then they actually just shit their pants at the start and mm-hmm. then fail, like, fail, because yeah. you know they're worried, mm-hmm. then that habitual stuff has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. I mean, or you can turn around and have this, like, like you guys, like, quite fixed mindset of, right, you guys shouldn't be there because you, you know, you can't suck it up and you can't deal with it. I don't think, but, but I mean, no, but I'm saying that you have to deal the, with the you coach. Are, would but step you, in. you have to. Well, is or, the coach the right person or, to? Or, is the coach the right person to? Depends whether your coach or programmer or what your thing is. If you're there to warm them up, mm-hmm. but you know, you can't be. It might not necessarily be the same person to give them little tickles and tell them to, you know, stop checking out chicks on Instagram. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? If that's the thing that they're doing that's causing yeah. them issues, or checking out other athletes yeah. on social media, or shit talking yourself. Or having a really bad time after a workout. These are habitual things that people are putting in place where they smell failure in the first workout, and then mm-hmm. they and then they go fail, and then you got that guy. Sense. Then you got that guy in that other region who was like in the third heat in the last workout, and then what? he got like the best time and went to the games. He yeah. was in the crowd having a beer mm. because he didn't think he was there and he was chilled <laughs> well, out, and he, and, he, and, he, and he smashed the. He work. was in a coma this time last year as well. Yeah. So he was the athlete, you know. Oh, he's a guy from the Pacific Regional. He was like in a he had like really bad health last year. So he he came fifth in Pacific Regional um, this year. Yeah, absolutely yeah. badass. Like yeah. completely. But, but he was in the third, he was in the third heat on the last day, so he was like nowhere near going. Yeah, like he wasn't like one of the guys scrapping at the top. Totally bossed the final workout. Then was like awesome, great weekend. Went in the crowd, sat having a beer. Yeah. Out, and, and then they're like, games. they need to call you back out, dude. And he's like, oh, fuck. But do you know what I mean? If, yeah. But if, if, you, if you think, <laughs> if, if, you're already on, if, you're, if you're already on the beers after day one, because, do you know what I mean? Because running on a treadmill isn't your jam. Heads mm-hmm. in the shed. Do you know what I mean? And then and then all you're going to do is let yourself decline. Mm. And it's like, well, it's, you know, I said there should be a level of autonomy. So at that point, you should be prepared to handle your position. Like it's you shouldn't only, need somebody to come you, and give you a little hug yeah. and your favourite blanket. Yeah, exactly. Floor. I think a lot of that though can be like can be taken care of by like people being more prepared. Yeah. So like if you're going it's to regional, well, no, I think I think you should, I think I think this stuff needs to be dialed in now. Yeah. yeah like yeah. I think I think if you're going to go if you want to go to regionals next year, how would you and, go and, about and, it? And at any point during the season, you used to go, "Oh God, did you see that dude snatch?" You're like. You need to stop looking at other guys' snatches and sort your fucking shit out. Not just that, not even like the social media stuff, because that's inevitable. No, but I think that's the stuff. That's the stuff that I see and the dialogue that I get, because most people contact us through social media. I think more like training stuff, like you know, if you look at that first event, you think, "Oh God, three miles on a treadmill." Mm. I'm not being funny, but you're not really that fit. You can't run three miles on one of those skill mills when you're supposed to be one of the top forty fittest people in Europe. Like, have a word. Mm. Like, seriously, have a word. Yeah. And you know, people could say that to me and they counteract of, well, oh, you want to be one of the yeah. fittest people in Europe, but you can't snatch 110. But that, that yeah, but you know, I, I wasn't there. But that's, that's down to if we're going down the mindset route, which you know, you, you guys aren't into as much, and I'm just like, I just hear the term and hear the terminology. That's reframing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I d- like yeah, I've got to endure with three miles on the treadmill. Yeah. Actually, everyone's got to endure with three miles on the treadmill, so and I know that I can suffer more than everyone situation. else. Yeah, like I'm the dude that is going to puke on myself and still finish. Like if you if you're going into it, if you, if, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and if that's the attitude you're going into it, 
that's very different because they're both looking at the same thing differently. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, to be fair, I feel like I'm being quite dismissive of the mindset stuff, which I don't want to come across as being dismissive, but I just think it's a bit arty farty. Personally, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's it goes too far, but there is a lot of niche underneath where you can go with like self talk, preparation is a key thing. Yeah. Like you're talking a lot about prep and I how, think it's all how prep. to de- deal with a comp. You need, you need that, whether it's somebody to talk to, whether it's your coach, whether it's just your girlfriend Friend at home, just saying, yeah, yeah. hey, look, stop looking at Give Instagram. me some perspective. Yeah. So Have I, some perspective. I want to, just I want to take some it. time away from that. Then. I want to touch on a few things that we've come up with there. So, one of them is, uh, I'll ask a bunch of questions and I'll let you all go after that. <laughs> Firstly, do you think that athletes should leave their phones at home for regionals? And do you should we think, go down the queue? Yeah. Just... Do you think that their performance would, how much do you think their performance would either increase, decrease or not change back if they left their phone at home, Paul? Depends on the individual. Right. Okay. But for some individuals, for some, indi- some, for some, for some individuals... Yes, you're talking percent, like quantifiable percentages. Like it uh, could be a, yeah. it could be a, a reps, uh, yeah. reps and places potentially. Oh yeah, 100%. but I think those people are probably then the people they were watching are around them. Mm. Uh, by at that stage of the competition, not, so not on a screen, it's three, not on a screen in front of them. So they're already kind of they've already set it in. Mm. I don't think the problem necessarily is game day. Mm. I think the problem is is how you're perceiving it. Fucking six months before. Yeah. I mean, if you can't handle Instagram over a competition weekend, there's. Probably some mindset. Again, you're probably you're, you're you probably you're, you're probably you're probably already kind of like defeated. What about yeah. you, Tim? Do you think athletes should maybe consider leaving yes. their phone at home? One hundred percent. Not home, just away. Hotel. Uh, yes, away for the game day. Probably look at the leaderboard. Don't look into it too much. Mm-hmm. But yet again, what Paul was saying was in the warm up area. Hansan walks over the thing. Some girls were crushing it. Some girls weren't. You, you instantly compare yourself. Yeah, you're like shit. I can't do that. I'm- but you, I mean, you, you, you scale that your capacity to compare yourself infinitely yeah. when you access the internet. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The amount of yeah. people that like we like so say we went into the that workout the hand, as a team the handstand walk one with a yeah. lot of waiting on like we everyone in the team could do the handstand walks. Yeah. It got the game day. Actually, not everyone could do them on on the day just in, just in the in the event and in the moment. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is like we underperformed on how we'd done it in the gym mm-hmm. several times, yeah. but we still got like seventh in that workout. Yeah. Like, and you know, and everybody for, for, would have been a lot higher though. Yeah. But for yeah. our point of view, all we'd seen on the internet and on Instagram was people everyone who was finished it. Yeah. You know, 90% you of videos on that were people posting videos of them completing it. No one was posting in, in videos the of them face planting off the side. Exactly. Quite a few did, but then it was the next one like, oh, graceful. Oh, so so, so, yeah, so, yeah. so if, if, if you're seeing 100 people, and 100% of them are, fi- fin- are finishing it, then you're going to assume that 100% of people can do it. Well, I mean, and and, and a, that wasn't real, was it? This is a microcosm for social media in general, though. You see yeah. the best of everyone oh, else's everything. life. Yeah, like seeing the worst of your own. You don't even recognise people yeah. from social media a lot of the time. No, yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. Yeah. What about you, John? What's your thoughts on uh, athletes with phones and stuff? I don't know. Like I mean, personally, I, I, like, I always take mine and just leave it in my bag, though. Mm. Like, I don't... I, I'm quite, like, chilled on my phone. It doesn't really bother us. I, I think, don't I, really spend a lot of time on... Social media, like, yeah, um, yeah just don't, it doesn't really affect us. I, like, I what, don't really compare myself to others. What, what's interesting here is that you've got you two guys who I, I definitely think have got um, a innate, appropriate mindset to a degree. Like, it, you, I'm sure it could be better, but I, I definitely, oh, could definitely be better. I, I definitely yeah. think that for a lot of people, if you said, would you like to swap your mindset with regards to working out and um, suffering and, and enduring discomfort physically within a sport with Jordans and Tim's, 
I think a lot of people would probably go, yeah, I'm going to benefit yeah. from that. Yeah. Like, and I think what you're saying here, Paul, is also very valuable about the fact that there are there are some people. Jordan, you have within your fitness arsenal, you have certain elements of which, like your ability to do a five minute double unders and thrusters workout versus your um, max squat snatch. Yeah, is um, weighted in one direction instead of another. Yeah, but in the same way as someone's physical capability may be very heavily weighted away from their mental capacity. Yeah, their, yeah. Their, uh, well, I mean, you can have all the mental capacity in the world, but if you can't lift the bar, you can't lift the bar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like... Unless everyone, you, everyone unless you David a, Goggins, in which Yeah, everyone can do a 45-pound thruster and a, and a double under. Like, mm-hmm. there's no physical limitation stopping you doing that. Mm-hmm. There's a physical limitation with lifting a bar. You can either do it or you can't. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can either lift the weight or you can't lift the weight. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I think that's what... So, when you were talking about reframing there, I think that's a good point that... I mean, I, I'm sure to a degree, 110 kilos is a... Is it well, a, I mean, a goal for yourself? To, to use it as an example, is like the open workout in 2017, which was the squat snatch workout, well, which you, you watched us do. You so PB'd four times. PB four I, times. I, I, like, that, like yeah. I came like 500th in Europe on that workout. I could look at that and go, shit, came 500th. I could look and go, ah, oh, PB four times. So, like. Your one rep max snatch. Yeah, I did PB'd four times. After doing a shitload of other all work. of those 80 kilo ones which was like you know 83% of my one at max at the time yeah. so it's like <laughs> you know I could look at that and be neg- negative about it and go well I came 500th and yep that cost me going to regionals because I was like top 50 in the rest of them mm-hmm. or I could look at it and go well I couldn't have done any more so I didn't fail if yeah. anything I actually exceeded expectations yeah. mm-hmm. if you'd said to me at the beginning of the day Gonna hit four snatches at 100 kilos I would have high fived you and went and had me burger yeah, early do you know what I mean like like, so, I think this is the mindset that we've got in our gym, though. I think we're lucky because we get that culture within our gym environment. Drip, drip down. We've got yeah, a competitive so, culture for yeah, sure. Yeah, and but I think we've got a pretty good. I think we've managed to like instill a pretty good mindset mm. with I, good role models. So I, I think, think so. I think we're quite. I think in a gym we're lucky. I think I don't, they don't worry about the mindset of the people we work with. I think they're all badasses. Yeah. Like no, the people we work directly in the gym, like they're all amazing. But mm-hmm. I, I think. There is some who segregate themselves and you can see don't have it. Often the ones who are doing some programming from wherever, they just segregate from all the classes, go in the corner and they've got AMRAP 60 burpees. They'll give up in like two minutes. You can see them. You can see them even in like a snatch workout or hitting a one RM. They'll, they'll drop back subconsciously. So they just let the foot off the gas yeah. a little bit, right? Yeah, because there's no one there. They're not really accountable to anybody. Or... I think that external. I think a lot of that though as well is that they're probably not that bought in. Mm. Like, it's belief, isn't it? Yeah, like belief is. You know, we've all had programming from different coaches. You know, not not the guys that are sitting here, but these guys program for me now. But you know, I've had program from other people in the past where I've looked at it and, and it's been really tough. But I've been so bought into it that I've just gone. Right, well, that's what's required. That's a challenge. I've got to do it. Yeah, you know, like, my my old coach Jowsey had me doing like four Kellys, so I would do five rounds of Kelly, rest five minutes, that four times. It's like two hours, <laughs> and it was like complete madness, yeah. and it was rough. But How it was like know? it was what what it was what that's what what's was on required. Piece of paper. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was written down. So once it's written down, it has to be done. I think that commitment to. Um, unwavering commitment to completing the work. That's it's also there. trust as well. Though. You've in got your coach, you have to faith. You have to faith in the coach. I think as well another another element of that what, what that obviously carries forwards. And you you touched on habit before. If you have the um, idiosyncratic habit of 
what, it what I see on paper is what I do yeah. in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like without question. I think that the more that you can cultivate that, cause I know, you know, I sometimes get programming. I'll go fucking hell. Like you, you, you make the excuse just as it's getting hard. Oh, well, like, you know, I, I really do need to get to work now. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I've got, I've got a reason about that. You've always got a reason why you can, yeah. why you can drop it off. And I think that if you are getting coaching and this is, Powerlifting, Johnny from Propane would say the same thing with regards to his powerlifting thing. Some of the sessions, some of the volume that he has to do, really quite Brilliant. terrible. Yeah. And one rep every six minutes. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny. You do have a lot of rest. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, but sometimes, sometimes there's more yeah. than one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Sometimes it's like it's three, doubles or three, three, yeah, uh, half like quarters. Yeah, 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 yeah Three yeah. board press. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when, it up. when um, on those sessions he has to use the piece of paper as his external accountability if there yeah. isn't someone there it's written down but I think it's very hard I think it's yeah. very I think it's very difficult when it gets testing to rely on like just a promise that you made yourself I said I was going to complete this work therefore I've got to complete this I think work. as well like the biggest progress that I ever made as an athlete and like with my um, like mental approach to training was like even if say I've got four rounds of Kelly and I do the first three under 20 what's, what's Kelly? Uh, 400, 400 it's brutal 400 meter run it's not brutal on its own but when you have to do four of them it's rough 400 meter run 30 wall ball it's 30 wall balls first yeah. 30 wall balls 30 box jumps 5 rounds so it was 5 rounds of that rest 5 minutes so 4 times 20 rounds 20 rounds yeah rough mm-hmm. Um, but like so let's say you do that in the first three or under 20 minutes like I, I used to get if I didn't get the fourth one under twenty minutes, I'd be like oh, I failed. Yeah. Now I'm like, well, nah, I did the fourth one, so at least I stayed and did it. Yeah. If yeah. it takes me twenty five minutes, I still completed the the work. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's because I always used to treat training as a competition, mm-hmm. whereas you can't you can't train like that because if you do, you just burn out. You fuck your shit. Yeah. Burn out. Well, by the time oh, you, you look get, amazing in the yeah, gym. you look great. Oh, you in the gym, look phenomenal in the gym. And then you, you, you go home and you're Like I'm the polar opposite of that. Like I train really bad. But yeah. then I compete reasonably well yeah. in, in certain competitions, depending on the events. Do you find, uh, I'm asking you the question, do you think that people who have a bad mindset, do you think that you can probably highlight some athletes that require mindset work by the ones who perform well in training and badly in competition? I would say maybe it's for a competition mindset, but maybe it's not a trainer mindset because mm. people who are training well in the gym are obviously clearly motivated. Yeah. Probably just missing that. That thing that gets them to like, unless they're overtraining, it will probably be yeah, the coach as well. Yeah, they're tired, you know. Like Somebody, that's also a big thing. I've I've been guilty of it, just massively overtraining, underresting, putting a lot of pressure on myself to try and do well. So do more programs, do more programming, get to the competition, whether it's the open, anything like that. Then shit, I don't have anything else. Just You've got nothing in the time. Like, fuck, I've worked. Oh. I've overtrained for two so years to get to this point. Two degrees, yeah. you know, I think a lot of the time people, what's the Greg Glassman quote? Is it be impressed by intensity, not volume or something like that? Yeah, I think there's like a, it's like a fine line with that because you get people who, you know, like volume, like I've responded really well to volume, so I can do mm. a lot of volume and respond really, really well to it. And you've, you've had um, muscle fibre analysis done or something yeah, similar, or, which actually told you that. Yeah, right? I respond well to doing a lot of volume, so... Like, for for example, sprints, like, kick my ass, but, like, a, yeah. a 5K run or a 10K run or a half marathon, I, w- I wouldn't be as broken from the next day. Yeah. And I said that I did run 10K last Sunday and I was broken for a few days. <laughs> but, um, but, you know what I mean? Like, my body responds better to that. But 
I think it just depends on the individual. Depends yeah, on the very athlete. Individual Some people can only need to train an hour a day. Some people need to train three hours a day. Just okay. depends. So some effort, people tell themselves they need to train, need three, to train hours three hours a day. day. In reality, but then it's back to that Instagram thing that yeah. oh shit, he's done eight sessions in a day. <laughs> Probably not. Fourteen stone yeah. in a day. Fourteen stone <laughs> a day. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, someone who's listening, this podcast is going to be about mindset within sport to a degree. Are there any resources? that you guys think if someone wants to learn a little bit more, is there anything that's helped you sort of with framing any YouTube videos, any podcasts, any... Paul's blog? probably the one to chat about, guys, he, to chat to, because he's, he's done a bit of reading on it, but I think... But for, no. me, for me, it's like... For me... What book are you reading What book are you on, son? Um, but for me, I, I, I would just say... Um, the the Dave Goggins podcast with uh, Joe Rogan is actually really interesting in terms of mindset because he was somebody who you know came from being obese, out of shape, um, really demotivated, actually quite seriously ill. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's now like arguably the fittest guy on the planet. So um, that's a really good podcast to listen to. Also, any of the podcasts that I've got, like like Jason, I, I like um, Jason Kleber's podcast as well, the Amrap Men- Mentality. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's a guy who's not a competitive athlete anymore, but owns multiple businesses, got a family, you know, a daughter that's not very well. I mean, I think she's doing better now, but he's got all these things going on in his life, and he's still able to train well, run his businesses. Da, 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 he balances mm-hmm. everything quite well. Yeah. So obviously, he's got a pretty clear mindset as to what he's doing. His stuff's good. That's about it, really, for me. Tim, anything that you like? Well, not not really in that type of thing, but <laughs> I don't really read too much into it because it's going to sound quite bad. I believe that it's quite innate. Mm-hmm. You can talk to yourself and get around certain issues in terms of anxiety and things, but like a lot of people tell themselves they're mentally strong. But I would love to try and test that and Get away, well, I think get, I think that's actually quite a liberating thing to yeah, say because what it means is that a lot of these problems are self-created. At some point, yeah. yeah, yeah, they'll know they're self-created or they can get around it or something like that. But they tell themselves they're so mentally strong until something comes up where it's a certain level of threshold where it will break them. There is that discomfort. and I I hundred percent agree that um, these people that do hashtag it should be waterboarded and see, <laughs> and see, see how mentally strong they are. Like, let's, see how, let's see how long you can really last with that hashtag with your hard work pays Which, which off. hashtag? The, Any of them, the grind. The, oh, the grind, hustle, the grind, the hustle. humble. Can, I we, like, can we ban, like can we ban some hashtags the, now? I like the grind. I think it's good. Yeah. Which, one's, which one's grinding? Well, which we one's put hustling? a vote on the... We put a poll on the... <laughs> <laughs> We put a poll on the Instagram. It was uh, Alex, no, I put Alex Murphy CrossFit on it, and it was mm. what's more important: the grind or the hustle. And I think the hustle actually yeah. won. They just Instagram, of... Instagram facts. Yeah, yeah but, Instagram. But facts, back to Instagram it: if you, if you need some form of mental training, I'd get a coach. Get a coach who you believe in. Get some accountability, and get your life taken care of in terms of your programming, your belief, your nutrition. Mm-hmm. Get all those aspects dialed in. To something where you believe it might be warrior program, it might not be. Mm-hmm. It might be whoever else is out there who you think. Who else? Then? I don't know any okay. other program. There aren't any others, are there? There's no, no one. It's, just, it's warrior programming yeah. or CrossFit.com. Or CrossFit.com. Yeah, they're the only, ones. It's it's only two programs. Or um, which is a shame. In terms of same as in terms of the nutrition, like um, I've 
I've tried to put myself out there to certain people over time and obviously they didn't have the belief in me. Yeah. With certain people. Lose Canada's back on. But I don't know what you mean. Yeah, people need to find a belief where they can trust whoever they're working with. Yeah. And that'll yield results. I think that's a big thing because like I do think that's a massive thing. Like, if you trust uh, trust the process, God, that's another hashtag. Mm-hmm. I don't need to find, but you know, if you trust the yeah. process and you believe that what your coach or your nutrition yeah. coach or whatever is trying to get you to do, um, it takes all the pressure off you training because all you have to do mm-hmm. is turn Just up. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, your coach, like when we program for someone, we want them to win. Yeah, you're we not wa- doing it. You're not doing like, it. We, we want them. We want, we want them to you. win, probably slightly more than they want to, and yeah. we probably believe in them slightly more than they believe in themselves. Yeah. And you do. Uh, and yeah, perspective. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and there'd be very few people sure. in their lives who really want them to win without any of the compromises. Mm-hmm. Like you know, your parents want you to win, but they also want you to go and have Sunday dinner with them, and maybe have the dessert afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or you go home and your mom's made a savage lasagna, mm-hmm. and you're like, "Mom, I'm trying to get shreds. Sorry, Fuck sorry, son. Mom, I'm going to love Island. Scoop them in. So, <laughs> but you know in. what I mean? Your parents aren't trying to fuck your shit up. Too but at the same time. Too poor. I would love to get you on the But, but oh, they, man. but they, um, I'll be on. Um, <laughs> yes. Get me on. Um, Let's sign the contract. Harry, <laughs> you fucking no, but, <laughs> <laughs> There'll be very few people who want you to win as much as we would. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But then it's like, oh, well, I don't know if I believe in you. Like, we fucking believe in you more. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. believe in us. But I don't. I get that. That for some people, it's like it's an ideology, isn't it? If you if you resonate with someone or something, it's easier to get on board with. Yeah. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not as sure, I think I think that getting that buy-in, and I think this is definitely something that over the years, with specifically with physio work that I've had done. Yeah. But also with other bits and pieces, especially rehab routines, anything where you can't immediately see the benefit, I think requires buy-in. Now, I've used yeah, this example before. Them. I used this example before. So um, I've done. I've started journaling this year. Um, people listening will know what I'm talking about, which is a six-minute diary, which you can get on Amazon and shit like that. The first sixty pages of this diary, you don't write in it. It's these. This is the justification scientifically for why you are going to do each of these things. This is why it's on a morning. This is why you use a pen and paper. This is why this question gets asked. This is why this question gets asked. These are the studies that show what effect it will elicit to you. The first 60 pages of reading, which is a high barrier to entry for people to actually get to the meat and veg mm. of the product. But once I've completed that 60 pages, I was like, Father, I can sing the praises of this yeah. now. Like, yeah. I am bought in. Yeah. Because and you'll buy I've, other people in. Great I've, business like, strategy. Well, absolutely. You're like, look, this is. I've had the dream sold to me. Mm. And I think that this is a lot of the time. You guys do it. Definitely, I think, and the propane boys do too. You underplay to a degree because you're humble guys. You underplay your level of expertise because you take it for granted to a degree. And then when you actually sometimes deploy, so I read a page of the um, We Dominate Nutrition, uh, the most recent PDF that you have mm-hmm. sent out. I sent Was one, it the open guide or? Maybe I'm not sure. It was yeah. one about um, whether you're eating carbs before cardio and carbs before weight training. And okay. There was a page on that, and I was like just reading through about what phosphocreatine's energy system gets activated through mm-hmm. ATP glucose transfer. Da, 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 and yeah. I'm like, Tim's Tim's like a fucking wizard. Like yeah, Tim is a legitimate wizard. Yeah. Like what the fuck? You, what what's all? What is this? Got a degree, and, bro. Really? But the thing Got, like, is, bare degrees. People don't need to know it. They just need to know I'm going to have a carbohydrate. Before I understand, you. but I think it's all I about think in order, disseminating in order to, knowledge, and, and yeah, that's this, where the this application is, really provides. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's what we do really well. We like to get instead of putting ATP bias programming, we put fuck yourself up. Yeah. yeah. I think you're. I think yeah, the point that you're about to make is important. Though it's important for people to know that you know that for them yeah. to then buy in. Yeah, I've said. I've said to, to both yourself and Yusuf's a good example from Propane Fitness. He, in six months' time, will be a doctor, proper proper doctor. Yeah, yeah. And every so often during a live stream or something similar, or the same during one of your PDFs, you'll read something that kind of like lets you peer behind the curtain yeah. a bit, and you go, "Jesus fucking Christ." Like, I'm aware that I just got to see, like, the gossamer-thin veneer of the disseminated information, the Mm, top-level shit I need to know. But there's all... There's a fucking bastard that lives below it. And (laughs) it's just... You go... Wow. And that, to me, personally, I think that... Yeah, you don't want to be swinging your dick around showing off mm. because you somehow feel that that makes you like uh, you, you're able to publicly masturbate through a PDF essentially about how yeah. good you are but I certainly think from my side as a potential client as a good example for that I read the first 60 pages of 6 minute diary and I've just completed it today final day and I've bought another one because I yeah. want to go again, because I believe in the mm-hmm. process. And I think part of that is the justification for where the end result has come from. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that a lot of them, a lot of coaches that I know, a lot of people, physios as well, like make people believe in the process. Like mm. tell them the understanding. Some people just want to know. Yeah. But then other people need to understand that, it. Yeah. And you said, you know, some of the clients, you'd said earlier on, Paul, about some of the clients need that, like, that extra level of, care or attention or rigor yeah. or whatever you want to say but some people respond really well to that yeah. and um but sometimes they also just need to just fucking go they just need to do it mm. and I think yeah but I, I you know I, I definitely think from your guys side like having seen what it is that you put out and how well developed it is I definitely think that that's one of the things that um probably even some of your athletes need to appreciate a little yeah. bit more like just how much work goes into that sort of stuff mm. um so anyway Thank you very much, guys. We will be back with Tim and potentially someone or potentially just some cupcakes. I might bring the dog. Bring the dog. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how phenomenal. loud it would be? Oh, it would be carnage, right? It would. Probably well, shit on the car. Well, I mean, Jordan even did earlier on. Yeah, so. I've got through the whole podcast, so I'm good, mate. He's very good. I'm ready to up that bug for a while. When you've had five emollients, <laughs> like... Mate, I've done just, four in two days. Like, it's quite a lot for me, that. He's been emodiums. offsetting the emollients with caffeine. The thing is, I haven't eaten anything, so there's nothing to come out. Alex Miller. Yeah, <laughs> I swear took took an emodium every day for like three years. He didn't have poo at work. <laughs> Coming back out, I didn't have poo. Didn't have poo at work. Didn't have poo at work for years. Didn't didn't want to have a poo anywhere except his own mother gym. Why? Because he didn't like it. Because he's weird. And then he did Mount Kilimanjaro and realised he had to shit up a mountain and wipe it with his hands. And after that, he got over it. Well, on that bombshell. Sorry to ruin the ending there. We don't need nutrition. Built up north. Warrior programming. Reebok CrossFit Tanside. Everything will be in the show notes. Thank you very much for the season. Bye. Bye.